Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I remember this song from Crime Story. It's a classic song. Yeah. Is this Walking in the Rain or something like that? No, the Rock and Rock and roll rock something. Crocodile yeah, rock, yeah rock and roll rock. rock. Yeah. Elton John. Yeah. Welcome back. Midday no, show. I had, the wrong, I had the wrong thing there. Forget it, man. I, I screwed up. A little Elton John, John talk on this uh, Thursday as we Crocodile await rock. news on a head coach decision by the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Joining us right now to talk about Sirianni, the end of this Eagles season, is a guy who's done this before. He knows the highs, winning a Super Bowl, and the ups and downs of trying to sustain a winning team. Brian Billick, former Ravens coach, with us right now on the Midday Show. Brian, you're with Hugh and Joe in Philadelphia. How are you doing today? Coach! I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Coach, you know, I think the last time that I, I actually interacted with you was when we were about to play a preseason game and the vet turf was messed up. Oh, yeah. yeah and, was... and, and you was <laughs> like, forget that. I'm not playing on this turf. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was a you guys weren't interested in playing that thing either. No, we weren't, but but you know what, coach, we put it all on you because you you and your players were adamant about not playing on that turf. I remember that. Well, I told I told when they came when we finally decided to cancel the game, I told them, I tell you what, do us a favor, don't announce it to the fans until we've actually gotten on the bus with the left. They're going to take it out on us. No, that's it's a it's a tough place to be. Now, and speaking of that, coach, when you look at this Philadelphia Eagles team. What, what did you see on the outside looking in? What did you see the problem of this team this year? You know, it, it's hard to put your finger on it because you're talking about a team that at, when they were 10-1, and one, you thought, boy, they, they, they're going to steamroll their way to, to the Super Bowl again. Uh, they had balanced uh, offense, defense, run the ball, throwing the ball. To me, looking at it, 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 the defense is what obviously became problematic. And, and it, it was a contaminant to the offense as well because the offense didn't have any confidence in that the defense was going to hold up. And once that starts skidding, once that starts scoring, it, it, it's a tough place to be. And you can just look at the body language of the Eagles players in the game last week or, or last weekend. It, they just, it just didn't look right. It just didn't look like they believed they could do that. And obviously with the last month that they had had, you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe maybe they'll they'll tap into that pedigree and they'll kind of wake up and kind of get their mojo going again. But boy, they just they just seemed like they wanted no part of that game in Tampa Bay. Brian, a lot of talk here on our show and our station and the whole city about the future here of Nick Sirianni. Three years, three playoff trips, a trip to the Super Bowl last year, but it, it, this thing ended really poorly. Six out of seven. The reports say that he's going to meet with Jeff Lurie and then Jeff Lurie is going to decide on what he wants to do here. 
What do you think about the job Sirianni has done? And does it blow you away that he could be on the hot seat after three years? Or is that kind of the business? Well, yeah, you talk about that kind of business. We're, we're talking about a Bill Belichick with six Super Bowls, you know, at, at having to depart. I mean, that's just the nature of the game sometimes. Uh, this is a tough one, and it's going to be a tough one for Mr. Lurie and for the Eagles. They obviously uh, have had success. They've got talent. Um, the way it fell apart the last month, that's going to be a tough one. Um, Coach Sirianni and the players sound like they believe in Sirianni. They can work their way through it. The difficulty is the mentality, and you guys know it better in Philly than I do, the, the negative vibe that's going to persist all through the offseason going into the season that's a lot to work through. Uh, that's not to say that, that that's why you should make a change, but you got to be cognizant of the fact that if you decide to stay the course and there's no reason to think that they can't piece it back together, obviously got to make some changes on the staff, got to add to the to the personnel. Uh, but but you you know you're going to have to fight fight through that negative vibe all the way up to you win that first game. You know, coach, when you look at this offense, and and I don't know if you feel this way, I feel like like it's a quick fix. But if you were trying to fix it, what, what would be some of the ways that you would go about trying to fix this offense? Well, that's a tough one. You know, obviously it begins with the, the quarterback uh, and, and his unique capabilities, uh, which are substantial. Um, obviously you need to develop a little bit more of a, a rhythmic passing game mm-hmm. to where we want to lean on that. I mean, you're going to be able to run the ball and he's going to add to it. Uh, but the ability to have com- be comfortable that if he has to throw the ball 40 times from the pocket, that he'll do just that. And that comes to do with, you know, what you've got in the receiving core, obviously the offensive line. Uh, but seriously, the biggest thing is they, they've got to relook at what they're doing defensively and reestablish what it is and who it is they are defensively to augment that really good offense. Brian, uh, Jalen Hurts this year went backwards a little bit statistically from where he was a year ago, and we know he dealt with a knee injury, and he wasn't quite the same as explosiveness. Brian, would a guy like him, and I know you coached a guy in Baltimore towards the end of his career, Steve McNair, that Jalen kind of reminds me of the way he plays, how physically is. How tough of a balance is it as an offensive coach to try to figure out how much should I allow him, want him to run because he's good at that, versus i got to protect his body so he can do everything as a thrower, feeling his best? Yeah, you, you, that is a balance, and you have to be very cognizant of, okay, look, he's going to do this organically on his own. How much quarterback-designed run do we want to do? And, and what do we want that pitch count to be? Uh, because you're right, uh, uh, Jalen Hurst is a unique athlete. Um, when he was coming out, someone made the analogy, you look at Lamar Jackson, they were saying Lamar Jackson is a tailback playing, playing quarterback. Jalen Hurst is a fullback playing quarterback. And he's going to take more hits. And that does become problematic. That is something that you've got to be very conscious of. It's a long season. It takes its toll late into the season. And it's the little nagging injuries that really prevent him from, from playing the position the way that you need to. So, yeah, you've got to, you've got to let him play. You've got to let him do what they do. But you've got to be very conscious of how much do we want to expose him to design hits with quarterback runs. Brian, take us back to your experiences. Because I think if Nick Sirianni stays, one of the challenges is a new offensive coordinator, if they do get one, is it that person's offense or is it Nick's offense and then that person kind of helps coordinate it, maybe call the plays? You were an offensive guy by trade. You had offensive coordinators. Is that a difficult balance? How do you think Sirianni should try to establish 
his coordinator. Should that guy call the plays? Should Sirianni? Because that feels like there's a little upheaval here on on what offense is this moving forward? Is it Sirianni's or is it maybe someone that's coming in here? Yeah, you you got to make that decision. If 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 you're just going to continue to do your offense, there's no reason to to, to suggest that, that you shouldn't do that. Why bother with getting a new coordinator? I mean, that you, 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 if you're just going to bring a guy in to orchestrate that, then sure, go ahead and do that. But that, that you know, that is what it is. Um, or do you really want to bring someone in? And there's no there's no downside to that. I mean, decide okay, I, I need a fresh approach with this. I need someone that's totally focused on just that. You know, it's, it's a funny thing that is uh, when you're a coordinator in the league and it's all consuming and it's twenty four seven. Um, and then you get a head job and think, well, I can do this job too. Uh, and, and there is more to that. And you got to decide what you're going to do. Uh, are you going to be the play caller? Well, then you got to have a very defined structure as the head coach. Who's, who's keeping that head coaching perspective while you're calling plays? Uh, if you're going to be the head coach and turn it over to the co- to a coordinator, and there's plenty of examples of that happening, then you got to turn it over to him. You, you got you to let him coordinate. Because uh, otherwise, you just you're fooling yourself to think that well, I'll bring this guy in, he'll coordinate, but I'm still going to call the game. Well, then, what makes you think anything's going to change? You know, because with this small sampling size that I'm pretty sure you've seen, as far as his defense is concerned, who gets to stay and and who would who would leave in in your guesstimation as far as some of the personnel that we have here? Oh, I don't know. I haven't done that a deep dive into the personnel. I think you've got you you know you can always get better. Uh, I, I, you know, you've got some dominant pass rushers. Obviously, the back end uh, needs to be uh, needs to be addressed, and you know you can always get better. Um, but schematically, and what you're doing, they you know you got to you got to get someone in there that they're going to believe in what they're doing defensively. They didn't look like a group that believed in what they were doing defensively. Mm-hmm. The latter part. Brian, before we uh, ask you uh, about a company that we know you're uh, you're a big part of here, and want to tell us about, give us your thoughts this weekend. The, the four playoff games, unfortunately, the Eagles are out, so we're all bummed out. But there's some good games this weekend. Uh, which one stands out to you the most, and do you see any, any upsets coming up this weekend? Well, they're great games uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, if, if, if I'm betting, I'm going to go with book and 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 go with the home teams, uh, rightfully so. I think the Ravens and 49ers are deservedly the number one seed. I think Green Bay, these two young quarterbacks. Uh, Jordan uh, Love and and uh, C.J. Stroud are going to be fun to watch. They they could make life difficult for the Ravens and the 49ers. They're certainly capable of doing that. Uh, like everybody, I'm excited about the Lions game. You know, Detroit's been kind of the black hole of the NFL. You go in there, you just disappear. Uh, the fans are going to be fired up. Uh, this is going to be a great experience for the Lions fans. going to be fun to watch. And the Chiefs and the Bills, these two young guys, these two young guns going at one another with Mahomes and Allen. For the first time in Buffalo uh, for a playoff game, so that's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, I, I think certainly Mahomes and the Chiefs could certainly upset the Bills. Um, uh, and the Texans, you know, the Ravens are the best in the AFC. There's no question in my mind. But this Texan team, this defense, Michael Ryan has got them going pretty good. C.J. Stroud has just been outstanding. Uh, he's been, he's played in Baltimore, so you start the season, so it's not like he's going to be overwhelmed by that process. Uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it should be a great weekend. Brian, tell us about Signal Relief and uh, and what you're doing with them. Well, I, I was made aware of this company about six months ago. It, it's incredible. It really is. You know, I spent a lifetime watching players dealing with that prohibitive pain that keeps you from doing the things that you need to do. And, and then I've worked with countless doctors and orthopedic surgeons, physical therapists. At some point, they're all, they'll all make the, the, the comment that motion is lotion. The best way to rehab 
is to continue to work through the stiffness of the joints and the muscle. Well, signal relief helps you do just that. This isn't a, 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 an icy hot. This isn't a, a, a TENS unit. This is chemical-free. You put the patch where you need it. That's where I love it. If I walk 18 holes of golf, I put that thing on my lower back. If I'm out of the pool, it's on my shoulder and my upper back. It, it blocks that electrical signal, that pain signal, that allows you then to work through it and continue that lotion of motion. And uh, it, it's a heck of a product. It's, it's, uh, you can use it for an entire year, so it's very affordable. You put it where you need it, and it's 100% money-back guarantee. So you go to SignalRelief.com, put in promo code COACH, you get 20% back. This is the real deal. You need to check it out. Great stuff. Coach, we appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the rest of the postseason, and uh, we'll catch up again one day. Thank you. Have a good one, Coach. There he goes. Brian Billick there with us. Drop the mic on your head. Yeah, I mean, he, he, listen, he gave us some takes, and he moved on. Now, we appreciate Brian Billick being with us and uh, giving us the thought. So he thinks this thing is obviously fixable here, and, and he doesn't seem to be down on the quarterback. So uh, interesting getting his perspective. And, you know, he's the, he had a lot of ups and downs in Baltimore. They won a Super Bowl. Then they had some six-win seasons, 12-win seasons again. So he kind of went through all this. The one thing is they kept him around a pretty long time. I think he won the Super Bowl in 2000, and then he was there all the way to 07. So he got some leash to try to fix the Ravens while he was there. Do we have some news here on the coaching carousel? Uh, we do. So okay. not news, but, well, I guess it is kind of news. Updates? Yes, just an update. Okay. Uh, so number three for Brian Johnson. He is just interviewed mm. uh, with the Atlanta Falcons for their head coaching position. So you're telling me it's between <laughs> Brian Johnson and Bill Belichick in in Atlanta? Y'all, y'all really don't want to know my take on this. You really don't want to ask uh, me. I, I, I mean, we always want to know No, your take. you don't know. You do you really want to know? Because I'll tell you. Mike's on. You got to get the black interviews out the way first. Like, seriously. This, these, are, these are Rooney Rule, these are Rudy Rule participants. And, and that's what you do. You already, you, already, you already interviewed Bill Belichick twice. Now you go and interview Brian Johnson because he's black. I, hell, if you want, like, if any team's out there listening, you can interview me. I, I'll be one of your Rooney Rule uh, you know, participants. You'll be right back here in a year. Let's no, honest. I'm saying I'll be back in a year, but I'm going to get that golden That's parachute, right. though. Get that golden parachute. Let me ask you guys a question. And this, there's obviously context to this, and Hugh just brought up context that happens with certain coaches, right? If Sirianni's let go, will he get as many head coaching interviews as Brian Johnson? Probably not. Damn. No, I think he will. I think he will because he's been a head coach. I don't think he will. And I, and I, and I think that you know, the, the message of motivation would probably resonate with a lot of people. And and there would be some people that look at him and saying maybe he wasn't in the right situation yeah, or I, maybe it fell apart. I think there could be a thought out there that Brian Johnson's a really bright guy forced to call someone else's plays, and this isn't his fault. Like, the, And, you know, the way this went this year, not knowing, they're like, this guy's bright, let's talk to him. Oh, you want to hear it? I don't know. I don't know about that, Joe. This, this, he was looked at. I mean, on every list the last few years, he future was, coaches, he's on that list. But – there was something that Coach Billick said that really resonated with me when he talked about continuity and fluidity with mm-hmm. this offense and cohesion. It didn't have that. No. Whether that's Jalen or anybody else, that's why when I look at this, and I'm being a little cynical when I say that because I always do that. Hell, they interviewed Deuce for a head coaching job and didn't give it to him. But when you when you look at the coaches, coaches that are in the hierarchy of African-American coaches that you could potentially look at to be coaches – Brian Johnson shouldn't, in my opinion, shouldn't be one of the first coaches you look at. Raheem Moore should be a coach. Maybe even Aaron Glenn, you know, who's had success as a defense coordinator. I did see Aaron Glenn. Someone, I forget who it was, said that he really impressed the Titans. He could be the guy That's there. why I feel like, and I'm not, I'm not taking 
when I when I look at this, I'm not taking shots at Coach Johnson, but there are other coaches who've been interim head coaches who, who and who've put in who, who have put in the work. They're kind of you think they're ahead of him. That yeah. that should be they should be if in front of him of the line. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I, I if I remember correctly. When the Steelers interviewed Mike Tomlin in 07, it was kind of thought of the way we're kind of thinking of Brian Johnson, and then he just blew them away, and they gave him the job. So, yeah, he was a smart guy. Yeah, I mean, he, William and Mary Cat. I mean, Brian, Brian, that could happen with Brian Johnson. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying, like, he could be a head coach next Our year. Our very own Elliot Shore Parks, I think it was a week ago, tweeted that he would rather have Brian Johnson be our head coach than Bill Belichick. So Yeah, I'm out on that. You can take that one. And, uh... I'm out on that one. Yeah, Brian Johnson but, in Atlanta. So, so by the way, uh, Marcus Brady, who is the Eagles' senior offensive assistant, also got an interview, I believe, this morning to be the Bears' offensive coordinator. Marcus Brady. Yes. See, I mean, things are mo- things are moving. Look, now. There's a there's a fascination with the Eagles' offense. Yeah, which is interesting. Of course, there. Well, I I do think to an extent we have. We've overreacted a little bit to the end. It wasn't a bad offense this year. It just was choppy. And it wasn't as good as it was last year, so we're all annoyed by that. Well, it does make you wonder who, like, how is viewed by the rest of the league of why the Eagles offense struggled. Are you alluding to it's the quarterback's fault? Uh, right? I, you said I, it, not me? I, 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 like, you have a phenomenal talent like Jalen Hurts, and it just went off the rails. And nobody can answer that for me. It, it's... Like the the consensus is oh he's he's Carson Carson Winston 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 I can't even say it but you know, <laughs> you know what well I your mean. mind doesn't want to let you say it that's what it is <laughs> but that's what I'm saying it's the opposite I of don't Freudian know. slip I, it won't I, let I, you I think I think he's fixable like I oh this, I do too I this do too. is forget this the right to coach. me is the inability of this offense to evolve with the the changing. Um, physical nature of your quarterback. Your quarterback got banged up, you're still running draw plays. You know what's the best way to find out who the problem was? Separate the entities, right? You, you remove one, change the variable, and then we'll know. I mean, that, And they may have to go there. All right, Fabian, I believe, is ready, and he's back up here. What's up, Fabian? Hey, guys, how we doing? What's up, Fabian? What are you feeling? Uh, look, first of all, I just want to say, um, uh, Hugh, if, if you were ever to become the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, hey, man, I, I would – I would more than be glad to pay for you, man. I'm pretty sure that I can give you a whole lot better effort than what the Eagles did on tackle. That's all I would ask, man. We're going to get fired. Like, Faye, we all about to lose our job after I'm the head coach. But we're going to go down swinging. We're definitely going to go down Fabian's going to hustle for you. He's going to put hey, some good go, on tape. Yeah, yeah we're going to hustle. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and, and like, Joe, I, I get it. It, it, wasn't a, it wasn't the best year for Nick Sirianni, but it, it's kind of like I was telling Kyle. If if I were to if tomorrow I were to take Kyle's spot, you, my my effort on what I not knowing any knowledge or, or being my first time doing his job, you don't think that would affect you and Hughes like daily operations? No, you guys you guys probably would, be would fine. affect probably would affect Joe's more than mine because <laughs> I'm always off the rails. But, the, but the, 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 yeah, I'm always they, off. That, those, that's that's in my wheelhouse, but not so much for Joe. So Fabian, it's a fair <laughs> point. I, I it, it would affect it, but Fabian. He chose his coordinator. It's like if I, if Kyle left for some reason, and then I went to our, our our brand manager and I said, I want Fabian to produce the show next, and then it stunk. It's ultimately on me. Yeah, I that's chose you. On you. And I'm gonna separate yeah, myself from that if, whole situation. <laughs> he was just gonna <laughs> gonna leave and let me rot here. Now go ahead. But how are we not sure that? Because obviously you you give Jalen Hurts all this money, right? And and of course. By that being your franchise quarterback, you want to make him happy. And and 
what better to do than to give him somebody that he's known all his life and somebody that he probably feels comfortable that he thinks he can kind of, you know, I don't want to say get over on, but, you know, he can kind of make his, his points more better to Brian Johnson than somebody else who who's going to probably make him play their own way. I hear what you're saying. And maybe that wasn't a good thing, unfortunately. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. But I, I feel like in order to get the – like, this is just how I'm wired. To get the best out of me, be honest with me. Be, be as honest with me as you possibly can. Let me let me adjust to the reality that to your reality in in a sense. If it's gonna make us better, if I feel like it's gonna be make us better, definitely. And th- and that's what I think this team needs. I think I think what we need we need some coaches in here that's gonna sit here and no matter who the hell the damn player is, they're gonna tell you what to do, teach you the fundamentals, start from the beginning because it seems like they they forgot that and and just you know what I'm saying just go from there. Somebody that's not gonna sit here and and, and oh you know like this this is our star players. You know I I don't want to I don't want to step on nobody. So, no, these players need to be they need to be taught, they need to be yelled at, they need to be coached. And and one more thing, um Hugh, I got a question for you. Um it's kind of a two-part two-part question. So, one, when it comes to the off season, how much of a player uh, as like your individual do you take to sit there and hone in on your skills, like whether it be, you know, um, practicing your techniques or, or learning new um Are you talking about like tackling? Or, Is that what you're kind of kind of alluding to or, yeah, or like your Yeah. You can't yeah, you like really that. can't you really can't practice tackling in the offseason i mean like like that that's more I, I feel like tackling is more of a mentality than than anything but you gotta remember i, I played in an era where we actually we we got after it at practice so it's a little bit different i, I don't think you can do that i might be wrong but i, I don't think you can practice tackling in offseason that's more of a mentality thing you know you can work out to prepare your body for it but but that's more of a mentality thing. Good stuff, Fabian. Fabian, we appreciate it. I mean, Fabian did say taught, yelled at. I mean, I'm I'm trying to get Belichick here. If we want to teach these players and yell at them and keep them accountable, let's get the best to ever do it. That That's the plan here. Belichick and Sirianni, yeah, that's what we should be doing. All right. We have a prize to give away coming up on the other side. What do we have here? A pair of tickets to see Hugh's favorite artist, Hardy, at the Freedom Hardy. Mortgage Pavilion, June Wrote 27th. Florida Georgia line. I'll figure that out. I mean, there you, we go. I've never met a bigger Hardy fan than Man, Hugh, as we found out. Yeah. And so we have the tickets to give away. They go on sale tomorrow, but we have the tickets to give away today on the show. Here's the contest line. You're going to get a chance to play back big. Hugh on the other side, 215-988-1258. That's 215-988-1258. Contest line, hop on right now. Your chance to back Big Q. Plus, on the other side, we may need to call someone to the stand for something kind of strange we found out yesterday here at WIP. It's all coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 
Uh, it's time for one of our favorite games in the midday show. Back, Big Q. You know, every time we do this, I have an anxiety attack. You're good. I mean, you hit the last one. Right? You were spot on today. Yeah, but, you, know, you know, I don't know how to do uh, Have a little hand. confidence. You could do this. Dude, you right. played professional football and you're scared to play back, Big Hugh? Yeah, because I don't want to mess it up because we're giving away some pretty good prizes, I man. Pair of tickets. Yep. You are a big fan. Parents, see Hardy at the Freedom Morgan. You know Hardy's my guy. June twenty seventh, our contest today is DJ. DJ, how you doing today? Great, man. So excited. You ready to play back, Big Q? Yes, I. D- I don't want to let my son down. I know he's listening. See, so, but I'm now ready. you. Uh, well, yeah. That's on you now. Th- thanks a lot, DJ. Oh, now right. the pressure's on. <laughs> Let's just remind everyone how we play <laughs> the game. All right, we're gonna go back in time to a game Hugh played in. He has to remember. Correctly or not, whether or not he had a sack in the game. And, DJ, you get to choose whether you're going to back him or not. So if you back him, he's got to be right about his memory. If you don't back him, you're counting on Hugh to be wrong with his memory of this particular game. Are you going to back Big Hugh? I'm going to I'm gonna back him. Gonna okay. Back him. All right. He's backing you. I like the fact that there's been more people backing me with this yeah. than not. Well, they want to believe you yeah, remember what you me. actually yeah. did. They want to yeah. believe that. All yeah. right, Kyle, what game are we going to? All right. To? So, DJ, if Hugh gets this right. You were going to win the prize, my friend. Hugh, I'm going to take you back to October the 3rd. It's 2004, 1 p.m. at Soldier Field. The Eagles playing, obviously, the Chicago Bears. Now, this game ended 19-9, to Hugh. Uh, but maybe you can guess who the quarterback is. Do you think you got a sack in this game, Hugh? Who is it? Okay, you say I get the guess. You get the guess. Oh, four. four. 2004, the Bears quarterback. This one actually kind of blew me away. I, I didn't remember this. I'm going to give you a hint. I don't remember this Wait a minute. He was the Super Bowl quarterback, wasn't he? No. I can't remember. He was no. not. He was not. Mm-mm. This is this. I'll categorize this guy as more of a journeyman. I for, Hugh, I forgot this guy existed. This is not a big-time quarterback. I only had three that year. I'm trying to remember. Well, if, look, his last name should ring a bell to you. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to say, damn it. I feel pressure. I'm going to say no. You're going to say no, you did not get a sack. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, DJ. You did get a sack in this game. I did. You actually got Jonathan Quinn was the name of the Bears quarterback here. That's actually, why I didn't remember. My bad. We DJ, actually have Merrill man. Reese audio. Oh, this, let's so. hear it. Man. Back again goes Quinn under a rush, and the Eagles have finally sacked them, and this one is Hugh Douglas. Hugh. Hugh Douglas came breaking through, and he dumped them back at the that 41. Was probably, that was the last sack I ever made, wasn't it? Uh, that 0-4? So this was in October. You didn't yeah. have any after October. I don't think so. What were you doing that year? I was. I was. You were hurt. I you was were done. So, you were a gap. Gap year and a half. So yeah. you had another one later in the game that was negated by uh, a penalty, I believe. Ooh. Is that right? So yeah. <laughs> you remember more? My bad, DJ. I thought I, I gave because I ain't had that many. You know what? I think it's we can still love. give it to DJ. Just not disappoint his son. Yeah. DJ, yeah. we'll do it for your son. You win the prize. All right. My oh, bad, DJ. <laughs> We got a good group yeah, here, man. You made a little boy very happy. Oh, well, D- uh, DJ, listen, we appreciate you listening. Sounds and, uh, like he's just the biggest Hardy fan as I am. No, no, he honestly, he he showed me who Hardy was. He is oh, wow. See, I, th- I had to show Joe who Hardy was. Yeah, now I'm now we're, Hugh and I are going to a show and see Hardy. DJ, <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys get to go. Uh, thank you for calling. I appreciate you playing. You guys are headed to go see Hardy, the Freedom Morgue Civilian, June 27. Tickets go on sale 10 a.m. Friday, January 19th. Ticketmaster. Com. I feel that? good about that. You know, the kid's yeah, a big fan. The kid's a big Hardy fan. You know, you don't want to let him down. I have yeah, a soft spot cool. for kids, you know, so we're, we're good. good. We're soft. Good day. We're a bunch of soft But you, you blew that one. I did blow it. I yeah, blew you guys sacked him four times that day. You had one of them. Let's see who else had. Uh, Derek Burgess, Lido, and Sam Rayburn. You guys combined for the four sacks that day. All right. Uh, 
I, there's not many quarterbacks that I look at a box score from the last 20 years and I have no recollection. I've got nothing on yeah, John I don't remember John Quinn. Remember him. Dude, he had through 43 t- attempts in that game in 2004. So he, and he only, got 200 yards. He started. I think he only started six games in the NFL. Okay. He just. I just. My memory of him. I don't remember him. I mean, Man. and there's. I look at his stats. There's a reason he only started six games. The guy uh, stunk. All right, hold on. Brian Westbrook took a sack in that game. Like a quarterback. Brian Westbrook got sacked. Halfback pass, maybe. I guess so. I didn't realize those count as sacks. Well, you get taken down behind the line of scrimmage as a thrower. No, I, I don't I, think a sack to me. You, like, you're the sack master. You would know. Yeah, no, you, if he's if they if it was one of those plays, you know those little trick Tom Frulli plays where mm. you know you you, you flea flicker type deal. Like what Andy would do. Yeah, yeah, it does sound <laughs> like something he would do. Brian Westbrook, 22 carries, 119 yards, and people say Andy didn't run the ball. He ran the ball this day. A win for you guys back in 04. All right, back to the phone lines. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's talk to Brandon, who's up next on WIP. Hey, Brandon. Hey, how you guys doing? Can you hear me all right? We What's got you, Brandon. All right, so, Hugh, um, I've been finding it, like, you put me in a bad position because I've been agreeing with Joe a lot more since he's been in, the, uh, like, the midday show. Mm-hmm. When he was at night, I couldn't stand him. But <laughs> you, you put me in a position where I got to agree with him a lot. It sounds mm-hmm. to me uh, like you just got smarter, Brandon. That, that's that's <laughs> what I <laughs> think. And not, but, not, but now he's blaming me for it. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate that. So, so check this out. Um, one, one of my issues as far as, like, um, when it comes to the blame for Sirianni versus uh, Jalen, one of the things I hear you keep saying, Hugh, is that um, Jalen didn't, you know, try to go to Sirianni and try to work it out and different things like that. And the issue I have with that is, one, we don't know. But one thing that we do know, um, if we look at kind of Sirianni's stubbornness, um, Joe mentioned it, you know what I'm saying, a while back, but – Think about the press conference a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when, um, you know, they asked him about the tackling, mm-hmm. when they asked him about his system. Um, he basically doubled down on the reason why he didn't have to change anything, you know what I'm saying? With totally agree. And, and there's a lot of, like, to help you out with your argument, Brandon, which, uh, which sounds crazy, is a lot of times Coach Sirianni would, would talk to us like we didn't know football at all. It, it, exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I look at that and I kind of look. So, all we kind of have is, you know, we're on the outside. So we just got a history with Jalen, and we got a history with Sirianni. Jalen's history, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, like I have, you know what I'm saying, some red flags for Jalen, you know what I'm saying, so I'm not just going all in on Jalen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we look at Jalen versus, you know what I'm saying, Sirianni, the programs that he came up under, the coaches that he came up under, um, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're professional coaches. Um, his, just whole, his whole demeanor up to this point has been, you know what I'm saying, kind of solid. Um, and, and, and he's a good, you know what I'm saying, he, like, he's an actual, you know what I'm saying, professional. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Sirianni, like some of the stuff that he does on the sideline. I um, totally get the, it. Totally get it. Totally no, I, I know exactly where like you're Like deep from. down, don't it. you just feel like one of these guys you could trust that he's football instinct and the other guy's kind of a bozo. I mean, that, that's exactly. what you feel. I, I, hear what you, I hear what both you guys are saying, but at the end of the day, when Jalen hits me with the main thing is the main thing, like even if it means throwing your coach under the bus, the main thing has to remain the main thing, in my opinion. I, I, I get that. I get that. But I just, I just think, like, as far as Sirianni, in all honesty, and they gave me like, I, I, don't think he, I don't think he knows how to, how to get it right. And with Joe, even if, you know what I'm saying, you know, this is a blip on the radar as far as Jalen, we have to get somebody in there who knows how to fix Jalen because that contract, I, I don't even think, I think it comes in, it starts to come into play next Big season. Year. Yeah, yeah we, that, those cap hits are about to jump in the next few years. we got to get him right. Brandon, appreciate the phone call. All right, before we <laughs> continue all this, uh, is it time to open up an investigation? Yeah. 
We do this every once in a while. Investigation time on the midday show. We're like uh, we're like detectives here, Hugh. We're opening up investigations. <laughs> I can't wait to get to this. one. All right, so um, so Kyle, what exactly are we investigating today? Because you know, yesterday we had a really fun giveaway, a uh, signed portrait of myself. So uh, really, I just need answers. Okay. Like the, my overall question is like why, right? So we found out yesterday when we gave away the portrait, nearly life size portrait of Joe Giglio. It was significant. Yeah. It was a, it was huge. Uh, and what we didn't know about, or at least what I didn't know about it, was that. It was previously in possession of Tucker Bagley, works here at WIP, and it was not only like in his possession, he had hung this up at his old home. So really, I mean, I'll let you guys do the, the full interrogation, but I think the main thing we're trying to get to the bottom of here is why. Tucker, why? Hey, well, Tucker. I mean, how's everybody doing? We're good. No, we ain't got time for that, Tuck. Why? What's going on? <laughs> no why, why, you got a no picture, on the why you got a picture of Joe Giglio hanging up in your house, man, with your girl? What's up with that? <laughs> well, first of all, when I moved in with my girl, she would not let me let me bring it to her new house. So that's why that's how it ended up That there. makes sense. But, I mean, I think we should first get to the point that I, I just, I'm an art lover, right? That is not art. It, it is. I mean, art it's, can well, be anything. Well, hold on. It was framed. I, I think it, it any, anything, well fra- like, anything really framed can be framed. art. Anything framed can be art. All right, then. I'll let y'all have that one. Okay. Okay. But that was something, I think Jack Fritz is the one who told me to take it from our old studio. We were going to bring it here and, and hang it somewhere the way it was at the old building. And we don't have space for art here. We don't mm-hmm. have our own spot. So it ended up in, in my house, ended up in my parents' basement. And <laughs> when I moved to my, my old house, I just brought it with me. I hung it up. I thought it was funny. And it just kind of stayed on the wall for two years. So my question to you is, when you had friends come over. Yeah. What was that conversation like? Did anybody ask you, like, flat out, why the hell you got a picture of Joe Gillio on your wall? They man? did. And my response to that question would always be, don't you have pictures of your coworkers on the wall? And Which they, would, they, they usually said no. My yeah, favorite, though, is if they didn't no. know who Joe was, and they said, who is that man hanging above your desk? I would just say, he's my guardian angel. That, you know, and you and the way you say that with a straight face, <laughs> I, I, I find that you don't <laughs> find that weird at all. I don't. I, I know, and that's the thing that's really... Scary. So how did it end up back here? Your girlfriend said it's not coming to the new place? Yeah, so when we moved like a year and a half ago, that was that was one of the things I learned when you move in with a woman, that you, you have to do a lot of compromise in your relationship. There are a lot of things that <laughs> didn't make it onto the wall or into that house, and that was one of them. And I thought, you know, it probably belongs back here somewhere, and, and it ended up stuck back in that closet. And now I- Mad Mike earned it on a giveaway yesterday. So, so have we solved this riddle here of why this happened? Do you feel better about the investigation, Kyle? Uh, well, no, I got one more question. Okay, go ahead. Hugh's where, not done here. Because, okay, you did, where was the picture hanging? Was it in your it bedroom? It was in my living room. Okay, It was okay. in my living room Long, above my desk. it wasn't in your bedroom. We cool. We're nope, good. nothing in my bedroom. So right. the living room's okay? Well, yeah, because it's like if it's in the bedroom. Yeah. Nah, nah. Well, that's weird. Don't I mean, roll over and see yeah. Joe Gillio. The whole yeah. thing is, is kind of weird. Where do we think uh, Mad Mike's going to put it? Trash? Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. No, he's not going to take good care of it. You know, I, Hugh doesn't remember this era. Tucker did bring something to the table. In our old studio, Hugh, before we moved here, we moved here 2021, 2020? 20, January 2020. Oh, that's right. And we couldn't actually come to the office for a while. So anyway. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that whole, whole thing happened. Yeah. yeah. So in our old studio, those portraits, that we had them of all of us, and they uh-huh. used to hang in the hallway by the sales department. It like lined the wall yeah. uh, of the sales department. So they would see us before they tried to sell our Yeah, shows. see like the, the stars. Like these are our stars at the station. So should that. we do, bring that back is yeah. what I'm No, because I'm not. I don't plan on shaving no time soon, so that probably wouldn't be a good look. Studio shots of Hugh just through the hallway here? No, that would not be a good look because I'm not. I'm not shaving for a while. <laughs> you got to do the thing where like you my you have head, your, my beard, none of that. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not doing that. 
All right. So have we got to the bottom of this? I, I, like, I, I think we have more clarity. Still lots of like, oh, it just ended up, you know, this and that. Like there's some miss there's some pieces missing, I feel like. Like I, I think one of my favorite parts about the art world is the story okay. behind every piece gotcha. of art, behind every painting, behind every picture. And now this this picture has that. As it travels throughout the Delaware Valley from my house. Mad Mike's house, apartment, <laughs> basement. I'm not sure his living situation. Yeah. But, you know, it's a story that'll live on. It's on an incredible journey right now. Yeah, I, I can't say. wait to find it at a yard sale one day. <laughs> Who? What is that doing here? That's me. All right. Tucker, uh, we appreciate you coming thank on. Thank you, Tucker. And, appreciate it, man. And giving us some insight there. All right. We solved another appreciate investigation. It. We just, you know, we're crack detectives here. Rick is in Westville. What's up, Rick? Hey, Rick. guys. How you doing? What's, What's up, going Rick? on, Rick? Ain't that much, man. Hey, look here, man. I'm going to say this, and I think a lot of people before they go on this radio station say this. In my small opinion, because a lot of people call up the integrity of the authorities. Like, right, did the Eagle call you up to ask you to be a general manager? You know, for real. Come on. Anyway, here's what I think in my small opinion. They messed up when they got fired, that darn defensive coordinator. I think it turned certain people off. I think it pissed certain people off. And I think that's when all that thing started happening. That's just my opinion. I don't think they should have fired him. First, it was stupid because you can't change nothing in week 11 and then have a whole team learn a whole new defense in the first place. That's dumb. And Rick, Rick, it came off as panicky, too. It came off as no – It was real panic. Like they were panicking, yep. Exactly. And I think that part of me that I don't like sitting on about, that's it. But I think that was really big, man. I don't want to touch on the issues, but – I think he turned a lot of his players off, and I think some of them players shut down because of that. That's my opinion. Well, basically, they talked about. It. I think I think Brandon said, you know, they did we they did it because of the media pressure or something like that. That was that yeah. was said. So yeah, yeah, but that's alarming. I mean, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. I and mean, what yeah. are we talking about? Media pressure is going to cause us to fire coaches. Rick, it's a good call. So. I mean, we can't do that. I mean, I'm not saying Brandon's wrong. He's in the building, but isn't that a red flag about whoever made that call? Are we going to get a, a, a final clarification on who fired Sean Desai or demoted him? Because if it, if it was Sirianni, like he said, that might be part of why he's going to be fired. I mean, like that, it, it backfired. It, it totally backfired. At the same time, if it was Howie and Jeff, I mean, that's that's a little, that's a bump in, in Sirianni's case to keep his job. Like, hey, you made me do this, and now I look ridiculous. It's your fault, guys. Yeah, would you go tell him in the meeting with the guys you meet? Where you say, hey, yeah, this is y'all. That fault. one's on you. Yeah, that that I don't I don't know if that dog gonna hunt. No, but like they can't in that, in that humbling meeting. I'm on just the saying if 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 they're laying out reasons he's in some trouble here, he could push so, back. So wait like, a that one's on you. So let's big let's guy. set this up. So it's on <laughs> y'all sitting on the yakata. So do we have like we are we drinking like mimosas? Are we drinking mimosas on the yakata? Uh, yeah, do we have sure. balling ass wines like and cheeses. Not really. I like straight. Like if I'm drinking, I'm drinking straight liquor. I'm not. Don't mix my liquor with nothing. Even on a liquor. yacht. Yeah. But a yacht is a little, a little bit different. No, but I, listen. The atmosphere why does do you, impact why do, the drink. Why do you drink? You drink because you're trying to get somewhere. You get there quicker by just drinking straight liquor. Or well, you can also just drink what you enjoy. Yeah, bourbon. But that's what you enjoy. And I'd be like, look here, look here, Jeff. Because, <laughs> you know, like, I would be defiant because I'm about to get fired anyway. Or I feel like so there's a good chance We're only that out. I get fired. I'm Okay, I'm, I'm, look, I'm Sirianni. Are we wearing Hawaiian shirts or what? We can't. Well, you know that's the that's how we first met. I, know. I had on a Hawaiian shirt. So I look here, Jeff. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to demote Coach Decide. That's the, ooh, y'all made me cut. That's some stuff y'all. Did. <laughs> I forgot we on the we on the radio. Hey, don't worry, I, got, I got a handle keep, on the dump hey, listen, button. Back keep here. your hand on that dump button, dog. <laughs> but listen, this ain't what I wanted to do. 
And I'm the one that took all the heat for it. So y'all need to back me on this. And the damn quarterback, I don't know this to be true, but just for the sake of this this story <laughs> that I'm go. telling. And the damn quarterback want to go out and do all he want to do. I can fix this, though, dog. I can fix this. Just give me an opportunity. I don't know if Brian Johnson's going to be here, but I can fix this. And those two – those two. And, and by the way, y'all the one that hired that damn Matt Patricia. I ain't hired him. Hell, y- y'all got him off the street because he used to work with damn Bill Belichick. That's on you, dog. Now, if you want me to fix this, let me do this thing the damn way I want to do it and leave me the hell alone. Back up off me. So Doug tried that. I don't know if he used all those words you used, but Doug tried that, and he got up and fired out of here. <laughs> what do you I'm th- just saying. What do you th- but if you go go out, you got to go out to blaze of glory. What's though, the quickest way to get fired in that meeting? Is it, hey, the defense? That's on you, big guy, and points right to Lurie? <laughs> yeah. You'd be thrown off the yacht in 10 seconds. All right, Randy's in Jersey. What's up, Randy? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Big U, I just want to say, man, you're one of my all-time favorite players. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. I would never back you. (laughs) 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 Hey, listen, I appreciate your honesty because sometimes when people come over here and back me, I'll be like, damn, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) I think Fletcher told us what we need to know about whose decision it was to fire uh, Desai by saying that, he did not believe that Sirianni should lose his job. I think he told us right there that that was not Sirianni's decision to make that call. You may be right, Randy. And you know what? He would he would have a good sense of that. He's been in, the, in this organization a, lo- a long time through a lot of different coaching changes. He knows how these things go. See, the follow-up question should have been, did you like the, the decision to fire Desani and see how he re- reacted to that one? That would have told us what we needed to really know. But uh, I don't think Sirianni's going to get fired. I'm kind of on the fence. If he stays, we need a Frank Wright, uh, the enemy type offensive coordinator, somebody that's been established in this in, in, in the area, and pull that man aside and say, "Man, I ain't running them plays. We gonna have to sit down and talk about this." <laughs> and that, the, the Frank Reich name, Randy, that's that's one that is familiar to, to Sirianni. It's certainly one that could come up if he presents his new coordinator plan. He, here's my issue with Frank Reich. Besides the fact that he stunk in his last two stops as head coach. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of understand the idea of maybe going after an older coach like a Frank Wright because you're not worried he's going to get poached then, right? He'll be mm-hmm. here for a while. Kyle was mentioning continuity for Jalen Hurts. But does that mean we're not going after the best minds because we're afraid they're going to go somewhere? Like I, That doesn't feel good to me either. I mean, it's like we got to get the best possible coaches, but then you worry they're going to leave in a year. It's this, it's this revolving door because the head coach is a call play. Self is up next on WIP. Hey, Self. Self. Yo, fellas, what's up, man? I miss y'all, brothers, man. Listen, baby duty be crazy. Old so, ass. I, that, I, get I, it get that. it right, Self. Old ass daddy duty. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, listen, I'm not I'm not letting this Sirianni go, man. I'm ripping Howard, Jamie, you know I Roseman, and wannabe Jerry Jones, Jeffrey Laurie. Like, Balls get sweaty. Horrible. Horrible. They, first of all, they didn't give Sirianni nothing to work with. Yeah, you know I mean, on that defense, you put in all these plug-and-play people, you put in all these off-the-street people. None of them played together. They couldn't gel. So that ain't on Sirianni. That's on Howard Roseman and his dumb ass and Jeffrey Laurie and his cheap ass. Now, as far as offense, I blame that whoever Jeff, whoever whoever's uh, Jalen Hurts quarterback coach fire him. The most. Brian Johnson back to his quarterback coach because that's when he made a difference and was better. 
offensive coordinator you need because Brian Johnson is clearly not that. And the fact that he's being sought for a head coach lets me know the NFL is trending in a bad damn direction already. He can't even call an offensive play, and you trying to make him a head coach already? This is becoming college football 2.0. I'm done with football, dog. I can't watch this. This is a mess. A bunch of college dudes out there running around the field, these young-ass coaches who don't have no kind of repertoire. or Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? It ain't Sirianni. It's these owners. We need to run Jeffrey Lurie out just like they ran Washington's owner out. That's what we need to do. Whew. So, it's been a while. Self brought the heat today. I don't know if I want to run out. I don't think he that bad, though, man. Lurie? Yeah, bad. Jeffrey Lurie that bad. Man. Well, they do, win. they do win with himself. Yeah, they, he's, mean, not, he's, he's not bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe he meddles a little too much. He want to be Jerry Jones. He's not that. No, I don't definitely don't want to be Jerry Jones. Well, I don't want that either. But he's uh, saying he's a wannabe well, Jerry Jones. One thing you yeah. can say about Jerry Jones is he lets his player, his coaches coach. He lets the, them run the ball. He knows how to pick a defense and talent. He knows what he he might meddle a lot, but he knows what a football team should look like. That's why Dallas is always a thorn in our ass every year, and the Eagles ain't no threat. Wow, the, the tables have turned here for ourselves. Great phone call. Great funk. I don't agree with everything there, but it's a great self brought the heat. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, a little yeah, overboard yeah. on the Jerry Jones praise. Yeah, I, mean, I, I you know the guy's yeah. won anything in thirty years. So. A little much on Jerry stuff, but he's uh you know what? This is how this goes. We rip the coach, we rip the quarterback, when we're done with them, we chew them out. Who comes next? Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.